Hello, and welcome to Walking and Talking, a podcast by The Line. In this four-part series, we take you on a journey along the Line's route, visiting Greenwich Peninsula, the Royal Docks, Cody Dock, and Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. In these conversations, you'll be joined by artists, creatives, and members of the local community, who will discuss themes and ideas that relate to The Line and the areas that it connects. Whether you're on the route or somewhere else in the world, we hope you enjoy discovering more about the line and its context. Hi, my name is Christine Uhurugu and I am in the middle of the Olympic Park. In front of me is Anish Kapoor's slide, which I had great fun going down. I screamed all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) And we are also standing in front of the West Ham Stadium, London Stadium, as it's also known as. It's a little bit breezy, um, but not not too bad, actually. Not too bad for much. And I'm Gus Casey-Hayford. I'm the director of V&A East. And Absolutely delighted to be here with a hero of mine, Christine, on her park as I see it. I don't see this as an Olympic park, I see it as Christine's because she's not just a local, but also that we're just adjacent to the old Olympic Stadium. So Gus, what would you think the legacy of the Olympic Park, what does that mean to you? Well, I I went to Rio um, about five years ago and it's one of my favourite cities, but seeing... um, an Olympic legacy that I felt just really didn't live up to the, the Corbatan vision, that um, lots of the venues seem to not really be being used in ways I think that the people of Rio would have liked. Um, and, and it just felt like a real kind of wasted opportunity. And that the Corbatan idea of the Olympics not just being about sport, but being about excellence of all kinds, of being about creativity, of being about education. And I think what we have tried to do here in London is to find the ways of continuing that legacy over the course of a decade. And even now we are seeing the manifestations of that, really living up to that idea of celebrating excellence and Mm. bringing it into the arena of a wider population. This is about young people engaging with with creativity, with sport, with possibilities for their future, which I think is a really great Olympic legacy. And I look across here and I see these buildings, you know, we're just adjacent to a new UCL, a new University College London, which is going to be a centre of robotics um, and, you know, design and architecture all these different areas of creativity that are coming to East London. It's so exciting. It really is. I think I never really saw it from that point of view, actually. So thanks for bringing it up. But the point of view of a centre of excellence in in all things, not just sport. I think it's definitely great for East London to be the centre of excellence. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's not something you would generally associate with East London. I think I genuinely have been quite frustrated with the narratives around East London. It's almost like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of prior to the Olympic Games, but... Because you grew up in this area. Yeah, I grew up here. So how far did you grow up So I lived about a mile from here, mile and a half. I mean, I could walk home and 
20 minutes, wow. my more walk to my parents, I don't live there anymore. Yeah. Um, but you, you grew up with that narrative that East London is, you know, a place where nothing, nothing grows. Yes. So I definitely think for me, legacy was about growth and renewal. As a kid, I didn't really think much of East London. So I think growing up, Newham really wasn't a place where um, everything seemed to be happening outside. All the things I loved doing were happening outside. Um, my, my school was in, was, in, was in Essex and all my friends would, at weekends, they had meet up, meet up at the, um, you know, the shopping mall, which was like five stories high and they had ice skating rinks and they had really cool stuff, which we never had here. <laughs> so from my perspective, it wasn't cool enough. It was boring. But in saying that, I mean, that's probably the social side. But I, I did an interview recently and I did really um, stress that my access to green parks in Newham is probably what really uh, created a love of sport in, in my heart and mind. Yeah, just being able to be free. And I had that in spades. I was fortunate enough to grow up in the middle of two really well looked after and well established parks and that's where we spent you know my brother and myself that's where we spent all our time um, that's where you learn to run you learn to dream you learn to just be free as a child and that's important um, so I, I you know fair enough we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have all the cool stuff but I suppose I in some respects I had what I needed you know to get me off onto the right the right foot footing and as you say that dreams are the they are the kind of foundation of so much in yeah, life and, yeah. and you know and and against a huge array of challenges there are lots of people who come from this area yeah really kind of galvanized by dreams and they produce some of the most amazing things i mean some of the greatest artists we've produced have come, come from this from area you and know and it's just there's something about it something in the something soil something in the water something in the water <laughs> and then athletes as well yeah. and you know I, I i'm fascinated when the the victorian albert museum or the idea for it was being conceived in the 1850s that um charles dickens and the punch cartoonist henry mayhew they both walk in this area looking for what they see as being the source of Britain's creativity oh, wow. and they describe this area which is so, then kind of fairly bleak as they see it you know it's a kind of because between we're between the kind of River Lee and the kind right. of the canal wow. and this this area that is is difficult to, to navigate <laughs> but it's full of creative people this is the place of makers of of of, of people who are tanning leather mm. of people who are making clothes of people who are kind of the carpenters and the it's and it's always had this sense that despite everything that the world yeah. throws at it it produces beauty oh. it produces creativity it produces you know incredible people who seem to sort of push back against everything and it, it, there's something really wonderful about it i didn't it. know all this <laughs> <laughs> that's so fascinating but you obviously felt it in you know because you seem to be the personification yeah. of that spirit of, of of this area yeah i mean I, I mean that's that's really fascinating but i suppose um 
I couldn't explain why that is. <laughs> Maybe it is the water. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, yeah, I, and I really had a good time growing up. I, I, as I said, it was really important that we, we had access to those parks. Because I think the reason that me and, me and my brother, we spent a lot of summers outside and we played outside was because, you know, my parents were working. Yeah. We didn't really have time to do all the stuff that, uh, you know, other, other families would do to entertain themselves, go on holidays and this and that. You know, my, both my parents were working, so me and my brother had to entertain ourselves. We were outside playing in the parks, and I think that's probably what was integral in sparking that creativity, because yeah. we had to find our own way. Maybe that's something that's a trait or characteristic <laughs> of living in really, um, you know, I suppose, working class areas that you really have to make your own fun. <laughs> you have to find your own way. You can't wait for somebody to do that for you. You've really got to find your talent and that will be your way out. That will be your opportunity out, your chance to make something of yourself. But the beauty of achievement at the level that, you, that you've achieved is that it's an example of, of how kind of striving, hard work, how talent can all kind of pay off and that um, it translates into lots of other areas and yeah. I think for young people seeing you whether you know they're in they're that invested in athletics or not mm. but the idea of of striving yes, yes. of working hard of course of, of course. trying to kind of identify the areas that you might have talent yeah. within is, is, is really important of course it's, it's something that is very well documented yeah. And it's, it's, it's something that I've experienced myself where y you meet someone, you meet a youngster, and we have completely different lives and completely different outlooks, but it's just that look and that feeling that they have where they say, well, I, c I can do it now. Like, I'm going to go and yeah. work really hard on my exams. I'm going to go and work really hard on this product I have, or I'm going to, you know, whatever it is that, that is their thing, yes. they're willing to just go and try because I feel like I was able to go and try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's possible, it's possible, so I, definitely. I think that is one of the reasons why what we're doing here at East Bank in building yeah. a new Victorian Albert Museum, a new yeah. University of the Arts building, which will bring all of their um, London College of Fashion buildings together into together, one yeah, site. Yeah, yeah. Um, a new Sadler's Wells with new performance spaces, a new BBC um, orchestra space, um, performance spaces, yeah. recording studios, UCL <laughs> with UCL. Which is my university it, actually. Oh is it? How yes, I met it was meant to be. It was meant 2005 to be. graduates. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but it's I think people then people might say, gosh this is the potential for sort of gentrification and the negative implications for that yes. are something that has to be considered. But what I think this is, is investing in people who absolutely deserve it, who've been, for far too long, mm. we've concentrated resource in particular areas of this city mm. where there is already a huge amount of resource, whereas there's so much talent here yeah. and so much lack of resource. And I just think bringing those two things together in close proximity, even if you aren't going to go on and do a degree at, at London College of Fashion, but knowing it's here, mm. knowing that these are possibilities that could belong to you, I think is important. That's a very, very good point. I think the most 
uh, important thing in terms of helping people raise their aspirations is access. Yes. People are willing to as, aspire to something that they believe that they have access to. Yeah. So I think for this area to have previously, not I wouldn't say previously closed off areas, but maybe areas that they that maybe might it might be perceived to be designated to yes. a group of people and not to, to and, and close to others. So to be living within the same proximity of those maybe previously closed areas will be a great way of reaching out to people to let them know that this, these, these arts, culture, sports, all these things are for everyone. Yeah. It's not just for a subset of society. Okay. These are for you. And after 2012, actually, I did, I embarked on this crazy school project because I wanted to try and visit as many schools as I could in a borough. This is going across primary schools and secondary. And the reason I wanted to do it was because I know that once the games packs up and leaves, once everyone leaves town, yes. that I fear that these guys, that the young people of New will be forgotten about. Yes. And that's, that's not to say what's, that's not what I saw, but I just was, I just felt like the, I needed these young kids to understand that these were their games. Yes. You know, it's for you. It's not just for all the people that wanted to come and say they're at 2012. It wasn't just for the athletes. It wasn't for the sponsors. It wasn't just for, you know, for Instagram and social media. Yes. This was for you. This was to change your lives. Yes. So the, 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 core of these, this project was to really inspire these youngsters to really take hold of the games and make it their own and yes. continue to be inspired and continue to want to keep driving themselves because you had something so wonderful happen in your lifetime and on your doorstep. That's the important message that we have to remember when we look at all these new buildings. We have to remind people that this is for you. Yeah. This is not for outsiders. You know, we know that things look very, very nice and shiny at the beginning. People get very excited. And afterwards, the interest dwindles. People go back to their old habits. And, yeah. you know, we have to remind people that this is for you to be proactive and take on yourself. And that locals, if you really are um, serious about the, I suppose you call it the negative effects of gentrification, all these. If we're really, really serious about really making a difference to the communities, then we really must make sure that the message gets out that it's not just talk. It is something that we really do want you to be a part of. Yeah. And we are investing in you as a community. We've skirted over the the idea of gentrification in the area. How do you find the young people responding to those themes of cost of living and yeah. maybe things not also necessarily not aligning with what you would find in Newham, but maybe these kind of upgrades that are not yeah. <laughs> are not always uh, helpful. <laughs> yeah. How do they deal with that? Because I think that's something that I've come across quite often is that you know this is yeah it looks pretty and it's brand new and it's great but it's you know it's not really for us yes and i think we have to be sensitive to that but i 
But one of the things that I've been really keen on is that we employ people from the locality and that our staff, in terms of the demographic profile, that they will resemble the people of East London and that that is very unusual for a national museum. Um, but also that we want to bring real benefit back, that these will be spaces not just for... Um, for kind of snooty people to kind of wander around and sort of look at glorious things. We want these to be places where anyone can come in. You can come and do your homework. You right. can, you can, we'll have spaces where um, you can do courses, that there'll be transformative opportunities in terms of professional development for young people to get involved in the creative industries. And these That's are some great. of the areas that employ the most young people. So I think if we can... If we can get it right, I would hope people would see this as, a, as, as, a, as an opportunity rather than something which um, feels like it, like it sort of come from outer space yes. and, is, and uh, isn't for them. Yeah, that's great. I think that's always something that I was keen to address when, um, you know, I come to the park quite often and there's loads of great new initiatives and... They're all very well-meaning, but you do wonder at the back of your mind, how are the local people going to get involved yeah. and how are they going to see this? Are they going to see this as just people just here to enjoy the view <laughs> and make themselves feel better because they're in the park? And yes. It's not really, it's for them, it's for everybody else. We never really feel like we fit or we're welcome. So yes. it's well, always something that I, I try and bring up. Yeah. Not to be difficult. No, no, no. I, I mean, the, that Just, is uh, the question I ask myself the whole time. Is uh, and and you know we are constantly kind of as we develop the two buildings, thinking about you know our welcome, thinking about the the foods that we'll sell in the restaurants, yes. thinking about it's very important. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, and the cost, the, the kind of the cost of the different sorts of things that we'll sell in our shops. Yeah, all of those sorts of things that we've got to get it right so that it feels very much of this place and that people can come and they'll feel comfortable. So th yeah. those are things I think about every single day. That's my four a.m. Uh, my 4am worry yeah <laughs> no that's great so just as we're walking have you walked along the line before i walk i walk um not deliberately along the line okay. but i do i know this area you know yeah. you know it's very okay yes okay. yes yes because so you must I've, know your way around quite well now well now I, that I, you're an east londoner yes exactly <laughs> and i've made a commitment to visit every school and so i cycle everywhere so really? i cycle along these paths yeah the whole time. oh no these are fantastic really I just love it. I love I love the walk. <laughs> I really do. Really keen. I think it's it's obvious that when people look at me, they think sports. So it's always going to be easy for you to get out and run and easy for you to do exercise because that's what you do for your whole life. But I genuinely do love walking, <laughs> and I I really do think it's important that people just get out and um, I'm I, I really what I loved about the park to go back to the park was that there's just so much opportunity for people to just be outside yeah. you know, and enjoy being outside. And there's something that we could have that we, not just out, out being outside, but we have a good memory yeah. and it makes people feel better. And yeah. so, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm encouraged by all the development and I think that will just really encourage people to get out, be in the parks, mingle with others. So, so you walk, you cycle, do, yeah. you, do you still run? Do you still? 
um, if my knees will let me. <laughs> I think all those years of torture, my body's just had enough. It's like, Chris, you've worn me out. <laughs> it's in my knees, or it's my hip, or it's my back. Yeah. But I'd love to keep running. I actually would love. I, I think running is just the most freeing thing you could ever do, you know? I love running. So, yeah, but it's been lovely talking to you. Oh, and wonderful to talk to you as yeah, well. Fun. I mean, a, he a hero of mine. So, uh, it's it, what a. Oh, no, it was great. great wonderful hearing. way to spend an afternoon. You have been listening to a podcast from The Line. This episode was produced by Reduce Listening, with thanks to Bloomberg Philanthropies. Thanks for listening to Walking and Talking. You can find out more about The Line on our website, www.the-line.org, and by following us on social media under the handle at The Line London.